0: Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose Bo's No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Boltonie. And now, here's Jay.
1: And good afternoon. And welcome to the Bo's Nose Show, and I'm your host, Jay Bozovich, West Lane County Commissioner. And uh, I'm coming to you not from Elmira today, but I'm coming from beautiful downtown Eugene, Oregon, our county seat, because I just ran from a housing authority meeting straight to my computer so I could do this show. It's just going to be one of those days today. And uh, today, today's a free-for-all so you get to control the conversation. So if you wanna get in and control the conversation, just dial 646-721-9887 and press one, and that lets Robin, my call screener extraordinaire, know you wanna get in on the conversation. And uh, we'll try and get you in here as we scrambled to get the show on the air today. And hopefully uh, I'm coming in okay audio wise. Robin, uh, how about, am I doing okay on your end?
0: it sounds perfect jay
1: ah uh, great you just never know i'm on a wi-fi connection here at the county building instead of a hard wired one like i am at my house and just never know how that connection is going to work but isn't technology great that i can do a radio show from my home or my office or just about anywhere in fact um, if you have a suggestion maybe for an on location spot where the bo's nose show might be able to happen where we could actually have a live audience we will take that suggestion. You can give us a, either call the show at the 646-721-9887 or you can email us at um, talk at krbnradio.net. So uh, today uh, is is a free for all. So you get to control the topics if you call in, but there have been a whole bunch of things going on lately. And uh, one of the things uh, that happened yesterday was the county, and the night before, the county and the city approved unanimously um, some deal points, as they called it, uh, that would guide our administrators to signing a final uh, land sale agreement for us to purchase the block the old city hall was on and for us to sell to the city um, the the half block that has our butterfly parking lot. And that's all in preparation to do uh, kind of three major things. One is uh, to replace our courthouse, which is aging and and not secure and has a bunch of um, real issues. Everything from access to the grand jury room for wheelchairs to um, not being a very secure way of moving uh, uh, the uh, inmates in and out of the facility to uh, all sorts of issues, just not working as a modern, and it's just gotten to be too small for our our growing court system here with our growing population. And having a whole city block um, for the new courthouse allows us to not build such maybe a tall, narrow building, which is actually more costly than something that's gonna be a little bit shorter and spread out. But it also enables us to, to, do a lot with the site security in the way of um, preventing things like people driving right up to the front door um, with a car uh, and, and driving into the front door, possibly with a truck or something like that, you know, uh, like they are seeing happening in London and Paris. Uh, we want to have that setback from the street, which is kind of important. Plus, it allows it to be a much more friendly building. Um, the other thing uh, that this allows is it allows the city of eugene possibly to build a new city hall on part of the park block the first phase but the other part is is that the one corner, the half of the park the butterfly lot will become what was originally envisioned by the skinners when they gave the land to the county as a public square and the public square historically in eugene was a 400 by 400 open space with the county court sitting in the middle of it that was centered on the intersection of 8th and oak 8th street and oak street did not go through that block there was actually little streets that went around the perimeter and it wasn't until um you know i think in the 1920s or something they actually punched the streets through that block when they built the new courthouse on, on um uh, offset from the center of the block. <clears throat> so that that's. Uh, you know what that having that one corner of the uh, butterfly lot uh, make up that other. There's the two park blocks and then where the uh, free speech plaza. That one corner will become the home of the Lane County uh, farmers market. It'll reestablish that public square in downtown Eugene and allow for um basically that public square concept to be back in downtown where there'd be this place for folks to gather and and have civic uh, occasions there have that weekly to biweekly uh now farmers market and maybe even a permanent year-round version of the farmers market where there's some indoor space too as well as that uh, free speech plaza for folks to come and gather and uh, hold, hold uh, you know, First Amendment type uh, events where they're expressing their political opinions. So <clears throat> we're going back to the future here in in Lane County in this this uh, kind of historic agreement that we came together with with the city of Eugene uh, and working very collaboratively over the last year about a vision for the Center of Lane County because Eugene is the county seat so how downtown Eugene goes reflects on Lane County and uh, it was important for the commissioners to partner with the city to try and come up with a best uh, future vision of downtown Eugene and that was really the big news from yesterday Uh, not that something that didn't That isn't as big a news, but didn't make the news was we held a public hearing joint with the public with the city of Eugene yesterday on envision Eugene, which is uh, Eugene's um, master plan update, so to speak, that establishes their urban growth boundary and um, plan to grow for the next 20 years uh, for the city of Eugene and it has to be co-adopted by the county because of course they're planning on growing into county um, territory and and ultimately annexing um, unincorporated county grounds so it has to be a there's a co-adoption process that takes place of any master plan for a city uh, where the county and the city co-adopt that and uh, we had a public hearing last night and um, surprising you know it's Eugene. We heard from people that thought we should approve the the, the process and, and just get it done because it's been in process for seven years uh, and uh, there are folks that wanted us to at least make some changes before we approved it and there are a couple people that didn't want us to approve it. Um, you know, so you always hear from everybody in Eugene uh, and Lane County. Everybody. Um, you know, we're very uh, Deliberative and public process oriented community and uh, we we heard heard that last night, but it's an interesting plan uh, for uh, our largest city here in Lane County as it's establishing some expansion for parks and schools and employment lands. uh, Like um, industrial and commercial, but there is no expansion for residential lands in the plan. And that's really where the biggest hang up is coming and the most um, uh, public inputs coming about is that lack of expansion for residential lands because they feel like there's enough existing inventory within the current UGB to meet the needs for the next 20 years, which was probably true maybe when they first started the process seven years ago and did population projections, but unfortunately that we have updated population projections where we're going to grow beyond what was projected at the start of this process um, that those were underestimating the population growth and. Um, the, it's most likely that the next projection is going to say that even the current ones are underestimating as we're seeing some pretty uh, amazing population growth in the state of Oregon in general um so that's kind of a a bit of a flaw in the and fly in the ointment for envision eugene and uh the the resolution to that has been a promise by the city to move on immediately to establishing what's known as urban reserves and those allow a city to grow with uh into that urban reserve with with is not as 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 cumbersome a process as a UGB expansion is if you don't have urban reserves established. And Oregon uh, allows, Oregon law allows cities to establish urban reserves and there they're looking at a 50 year supply of land so you can kind of take a 50 year look at your population and it, at the same time it also allows you to look at um, uh, resource lands um, in a way that you can't look at them with a, with a with a UGB expansion that only has a 20-year horizon, so um, hopefully we can get to a point where we either adopt Division vision Eugene and 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 get some clear um, deadlines and um, consequences for uh, if you, if they don't meet the deadlines for getting that urban reserve established. And at the same time, also doing a monitoring of population um, where there's some way of kicking in, expanding into those urban reserves in the future. Um, I think that's how we're going to get the yes on Envision Eugene, because I don't think anyone thinks it's a good idea to just say no to the current plan and try and start over, seeing it took us seven years to get to this point. Um, Like I said, um, Eugene is a very, Deliberative and process oriented community and and uh, there's been a lot of public process when it comes to vision, <laughs> Eugene, and I think folks are ready just to kind of. Say we're, we're good enough for now. Let's 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 approve it and move on to the next step. Um, and uh, I think that's something we can do if we have clear commitments to a deadlines and clear consequences if those deadlines aren't met um, so. Going to be an interesting discussion on the future because last night was just the public hearing. Uh, the city and the county will actually go off and deliberate separately um, in the future to about the approval of that. Of course, the city um, usually co-adopts their plan first, and then we co-adopt it second. So um, it'll be an interesting discussion in the future uh, of, of the city council deliberating. Over their approval, and then the county commissioners' deliberating over whether we uh, co-adopt this uh, plan for Eugene's growth, known as Envision Eugene. And uh, you know, that's you know, a couple things that have been going on recently here with the board of commissioners. Of course, I just you know walked away from a housing authority uh, meeting. I, that, you know, it's the housing authority is established by the um, Housing and Urban Development. Uh, branch of the federal government. And it's. um, It it's something that every community has every major city as is required by the federal government to have this form of housing authority. Ours is known as the Housing and Community Services Agency of Lane County, which the abbreviations they go by is HACSA, which most people either don't know what HACSA is or don't know that full Housing and Community Services Agency of Lane County, which is quite a mouthful to answer a phone with. So one of the things the um, uh, HACSA is doing is looking at maybe renaming themselves and rebranding themselves. And we talked about that a little bit in this meeting. And how that's kind of important because folks don't realize that HACSA, or the Housing and Community Services Agency of Lane County, is responsible for housing 4,000 low-income people in Lane County. You know, it's the largest low-income housing provider in this county, and most people don't even know their name or who they are. Surveys have shown us that. So getting a name that maybe is a little shorter As people understanding exactly what that agency does. um, Might be beneficial to get people to understand because one of the things uh, if people don't know about the agency and can't remember the name of the agency uh, when somebody comes to this community and and asks somebody about you know who do I contact about. um, Need you know I I need to find some you know low income housing. um, People don't know where to tell them to go. So it it was an interesting discussion, but uh, housing affordability uh, has been a huge conversation in Lane County over the last year. And uh, everywhere we turn, it comes up. And particularly uh, Envision Eugene, it's been a major conversation because that that lack of expansion for residential land and the uh, almost, uh exponential increase in housing costs in lane county um, with rents going up and uh you know price of real estate single family homes is, is skyrocketing uh well above the uh inflation rate here in lane county um, it's great if your um major assets your home and you're planning on using that selling that eventually as as your retirement fund um, but it's not so great if you're a young couple looking to buy your first home, or if you're somebody that just got a job at some business that's expanding here in Lane County, and you're coming from another community and you're looking for uh, an affordable place to rent um, and, and, and uh, move here to Lane County. Uh, it's really a, a causing an issue with our economic development. And we hear it constantly as we're talking with businesses uh, through our economic development department, as we're looking at trying to figure out, you know, what can we do to help businesses here in Lane County, and and to help them stay in Lane County. You know, and you know, people talk about, you know, uh, reforming rules and red, removing red tape and doing various other things to help businesses. The one thing we hear consistently is people are having trouble recruiting workers because the workers don't have a place they can afford to live. And it's really true for uh, a lot of service industries um, and and some of these entry level positions where people are trying to recruit into, um, where it might lead to a much higher paying position later, but trying to uh, uh, afford an apartment here in and eugene uh has gotten really expensive uh you know rents are getting into the you know fourteen fifteen hundred dollar range for you know one bedroom apartments is is just insane um for somebody to try and afford <clears throat> so you know and then you know the whole issue of dealing with roommates and everything else, particularly if you're a new person coming into the community where you don't know anyone um it, it's becoming a barrier to workforce development here in, in Lane County. And uh, I think the community in the country, because this has actually gotten to be a national issue housing affordability, whatever community, you know, solves affordable housing, figures out a way to get more housing stock on the market and in the price ranges. That people can afford, whether it's rental apartments, duplexes, uh, row homes, uh, uh, you know, uh, manufactured housing, uh, that's going to be the community that's going to win the economic development race. Because affordable housing is going to bring the workforce. It's going to allow businesses to grow. And that's going to make that community attractive to businesses, and it's one of the reasons why um, Texas has been kind of winning the race in the country lately. Uh, you can buy a house and rent a place in Texas far cheaper than you can rent one in Oregon, and, and you know they're seeing that economic growth. Um, so it's really uh, something that you know every time I turn around, I'm hearing it, whether it's in Vision Eugene, whether it's a housing um, authority meeting. Uh, whether it's an economic development uh, meeting, uh, I, I hear constantly that affordable housing is this barrier. And then of course it drives a whole nother issue, which is homelessness, because one of the things we're seeing is with this crunch on housing, um, it gives, you know, it means that once somebody loses someplace that's affordable and they, they have to move out, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and a lot of folks are living uh, paycheck to paycheck and they have some issue and they end up out of their housing. To try and re-enter the housing market and find something that's affordable is nearly impossible. So we end up with, you know, people that are couch surfing and, you know, living out of their cars and, and everything else um, that may be employed, not, you know, your typical homeless. and. Uh, that's kind of starting to exacerbate the whole homeless issue, let alone the folks that might lose their housing because they have some sort of, um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder as a veteran where they actually act out and, and um, uh, do enough to disturb the neighbors in their apartment complex over and over again uh, due to their mental health issue that's not being handled well. And they get evicted um, for uh, you know, or their or their lease doesn't get renewed because they've been a problem tenant. That person ends up out on the street. Their reference for their uh, you know any any place they apply for, they call back to their last uh, place of residence. They don't get a very good reference from that landlord, and they can't find a place. And they're and not only are they having trouble dealing with whatever their mental health issue is, they're out on the street uh, and can't really find a place and there's not really any place affordable Um, it's just getting to be um, this this chain reaction that you know that the place it starts is there's got to be land that's cheap enough for folks to build something that is affordable and what happens right now is most of the land that we have in our housing inventory stock is in areas and leftover pieces that wasn't built on earlier because it's expensive to build on. You see these these pieces of property up in the South Hills that aren't developed yet. Well, it's probably because they they have you know really steep slopes, so you're not going to get a very high density out of it. You have to build a lot of road in in tough terrain, and uh, there may be uh, um, issues with trying to get uh, sewage you know, out of that area, um, pump stations needed, you know, so it gets to be where the actual cost to get utilities and and lots subdivided, by the time you get that lot ready for sale, just the cost involved in developing that lot is over $100,000, which means you're not going to put an affordable house $220,000 starter home on a $100,000 lot. Um, you're going to build something that's going to sell in the range of four or five hundred thousand dollars because you're going to you want to you know get a decent return on investment, um, and that's not what I consider affordable housing. And and the place we're going to get that kind of affordable housing land is going to be down in the valley where it's flatter, and the only way to get there is through that urban reserve process here in Eugene. So. It all goes in a circle, some of these um, issues in Lane County. And uh, just want to remind folks that you're listening to the Bo's Nose Show, and I'm your host, Jay Bozovich, West Lane County Commissioner, and today's a free for all day. And I have really probably been talking too much already, and I should let you guys get in on the conversation at 646-721-9887. Just press one if you want to get in on the conversation because I want to talk about what you want to talk about. I've thrown out some topics there, affordable housing, Envision Eugene, land swaps with the city, courthouses, city halls, farmers markets, public squares. Um, We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, If you don't call in and and change the conversation and give me a topic to talk about, I may end up running out of stuff to talk about, and I'll talk about my standard poodles and – that might not be so thrilling to everybody of course it might be if you want to talk about my standard poodles call in and ask me about them um, again it's 646 721 and just press 1 and that lets us know you want to get in on the conversation here on the Bose Nose Show with your West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich and uh, you know I have a an event coming up this evening uh, that is gonna be kind of interesting. I'm gonna do a telephone town hall tonight. Uh, I do this radio show to try and provide a certain amount of outreach to my constituents and the folks here in Lane County where they know once a week, I'm gonna be on this internet radio show. And if they want to, they can call in or they can just listen to find out about things going on in Lane County. Tonight, I'm gonna to try something a little bit more um, Interactive and and um, less passive, I should say. Where you know the no show depends on somebody coming to the internet radio station and clicking on a link. Um, tonight I'm going to do a telephone town hall where I'm actually going to be dialing people's homes. Uh, through the the miracle of modern technology, I'm going to be able to dial 10,000 numbers at once, and they'll. Bring into these folks' homes, and if they want to participate in the telephone town hall, they simply just have to stay on the line. You'll get a recorded message from me telling you what to do, and then I'm going to come on and do a town hall with whoever wants to be on the line. And uh, you'll get to, you know, I'm going to. Focus on our county budget during that town hall because um, I haven't had an opportunity to talk to my constituents out there in person too much about our uh, budget that we adopted and is going to come into effect this weekend on July 1st. And um, that's what we're going to be doing tonight is doing a telephone town hall. So you may get a telephone call from me later this evening and uh, hope you'll participate in that town hall. Uh, Ask me a question then. But you have an opportunity right now to ask me a question at six four six-seven two one nine eight eight seven uh here on the Bose Nose show. So um I thought I heard you start to jump in there, Robin, once or twice. And I I wasn't quite sure if you were just uh talking to somebody on the side there or if you had something you wanted to jump in with.
0: No, it wasn't me.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe it's just back back feed on on the internet here. So, so uh as we're we're going through all this uh craziness here in Lane County with with housing and everything else and Envision Eugene and, and land deals between the city and the county, um you're a Springfield resident. <laughs> Do you look on at all this craziness with at, at, with uh as a kind of a popcorn and and a Minnesota and it's entertainment, or is it, you know, how does this all look to you as the Springfield resident looking in on this whole process over in, in Eugene?
0: Uh, my opinion is still the same. is like Eugene's over there, and I avoid it as much as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, except for, I, I know you work over here on, on this side of, of I-5, so you have to get, you have to at least cross in and out of here a couple, once a day, or five times a week.
0: Yeah, but I, the, I don't have to go into the downtown area, which, thank goodness, because uh, last time I had to go downtown, which was about a, two weeks ago, looking how things have changed and how crazy getting the streets and, you know, putting a bike lane in the middle of the of the streets and all the other craziness that we have going on in there is like, well, let's put it this way. If I have to go downtown for shopping, if there's an alternative, I'll pick the alternative, even if I have to go further.
1: and we'll just kind of march on here on the Bose Nose show just a uh, reminder you can call in at 646-721-9887 just press 1 and that lets Robin know you want to get in on the conversation or at least I'll be able to see the question mark on the board and I'll bring you on if Robin has been uh, lost here in our I
0: think I'm back.
1: Uh, are you back?
0: Yeah, I was just, just disconnected uh,
1: for a second. And- ah. A little technical glitch there for a second so you, you you were starting to say something about downtown and bike lanes in the middle of the road and then you got cut off
0: Yeah, which is interesting because i have a 200 megabit line here it's like okay good good thing i got reliable anyway no <laughs> um no just the it's just the craziness that that goes on and now they want to shorten the lanes and make it so that you know it's harder for cars to get in Still, so the safety issue, which is, is I used to deliver papers all over Lane County uh, in my lifetime. There's no way that I would do a, a morning newspaper downtown now. And so, I mean, in my opinion, they can do whatever they want to do. But uh, if I even if I have to drive further to get something, I you know, to avoid downtown, I'll do it.
1: Yep. So, yeah, I, I you know, I have to come downtown you know for the commissioners meetings all the time so i i i I get to uh, deal with this on a daily basis and i you know it's not as bad as some people make it up to be i will have to say that you know there there is um there is uh this perception that it's just you know if you come down here you're going to immediately be accosted by panhandlers and and you know It's trashy or whatever else. I I walk around downtown quite a bit to get, you know, because not all the meetings are here in the county office building. I have to go over to El Cog, which is across the park block. So I get to walk Mm -hmm. through the park blocks consistently. And, um, you know, I do partake partake in some of the restaurants around here at lunch hour, et cetera. And I've found that... um, I don't get approached all that often for, for uh, spare change, et cetera, um, and, and haven't been aggressively approached in a couple years. And it might be because I'm six foot tall and a man, and maybe I'm a little bit more intimidating. A lot of times I'm in a, in a suit and tie, and I just don't look like a target or something. But um, uh, I haven't had a real issue with that. Um, for a while. It seems like, uh, particularly with the park blocks, Eugene has made a huge effort to clean the park blocks up. They um, uh, went through a a period where they had a real heavy police presence there. They went through and power washed all the sidewalks and dressed it up and and neaten up all the landscaping. And they've had, they've made an effort to kind of have little events down here during the week at at lunch hour where the food food trucks, etc. And it's really changed the park blocks. I think. I don't know how successful they are way out at you know, you know, on the old Broadway Plaza down down further um, west in, in downtown or, or or some other spots um, like Kesey Square because I don't get over there quite as often. But um, it's it I, you know for those folks that do avoid downtown Eugene, I'm hoping it's changing. I think that the city council is starting to come around to the idea that that it it is having, you know, the the tenor of downtown is having an impact on economic development and how people view the city. And uh, and I think other things are helping too. There's been a lot of efforts um, by Lane County and the city to to work on, um, you know, dealing with people that have mental health issues and uh, getting um, help to those folks on the street through the, the CAHOOTS vans and I can't remember what the initials for CAHOOTS exactly stands for but it's actually a service that comes out of the Whitebird Clinic folks where they have a van that will respond to folks in, in distress um, that has somebody that's a mental health specialist as well as an EMT uh that come as a team so they can deal with both physical and mental health issues and instead of having um you know epd show up uh and arrest somebody for you know shouting at at nobody on a street corner uh the cahoots folks can show up and kind of get that person and then You know, at the same time Lane County opened up um, a new, uh, the Hourglass Community Crisis Center, where CAHOOTS can actually take that person and it's a 24-7 center that's meant to deal with folks that are in an acute mental health crisis and help stabilize those folks and move them on into um, the correct treatment facility, whether that might be, um, you know, Sacred Hearts, uh, psychiatric facility, or whether it, it's um, getting them back to you know they may have just wandered off from whatever group home that they're supposed to be in. Uh, that's a whole lot, you know. Those efforts kind of pull some of those folks off the street. Helps that that with that downtown image that we have. This non-public safety response to some of that, um, and then a then part of what that does is it frees up space in our county jail to put folks in it are criminals which helps get some of the folks you know off the street that might be out there um you know that are you know panhandling and trying to sell sell drugs in downtown um you know aggressively panhandling and accosting people um so uh there's been a kind of a, a pretty collaborative effort about dealing with some of that mental health side that I think has an impact also in how downtown is, is going to be viewed in the future. So um, just want to remind you that this is the Bo's nose show and it's a free for all free uh, for all day uh, had guests the last couple weeks, um, so you can. Talk about what you wanna talk about by calling into the show here at 646-721-9887. Press one and that lets Robin, my call screener and producer extraordinaire, know you wanna get in on the conversation and she'll get you set up and on the show here. Um,
0: And if I can uh, also add to that is that we also monitor our Facebook page. If you wanna make a comment there, we'll relay it onto, uh, onto Jay and so we do that live as well
1: yes yeah so we have uh you know the the k r b n internet radio facebook page uh is is available and you can message us through there or comment on that page and uh we'll we'll respond to that as well as you can email us at uh k r b n internet KRBN talk at ra- r- r- talk at k r b n dot net sorry thank you
0: <laughs> no problem
1: uh little bit tongue-tied here it's been a long day I hope i don't get end up uh tongue-tied uh tonight on my uh telephone town hall that would be a terrible thing if i call people and then i can't get my uh words out correctly so um
0: yeah if you're going as as people are going to think that you're uh, uh, phone dialing a-
1: yeah yep <laughs> so hopefully I, I i think i've got a i spent part of the day today writing notes up for that telephone town hall so i'll be working from notes uh not as free form as i'm working today on the radio show uh and you know today is that free for all day because we we did have guests the last couple weeks and those guests were um, first we had uh, lane county uh, district attorney patty perlow a couple weeks ago and then last week we had Susan Lopez, who is the executive director of Kids First, and if you have a chance to l- listen to those shows uh, on the internet here on our um, blog talk page, they, they are archived and you can listen to them anytime at will now. And uh, The the show with um, DA Perlow was pretty interesting. We spent a lot of time talking about something that is bouncing around up in Salem right now, which is... The potential requirement to record grand jury proceedings and the impact that's going to have on um, the cost of prosecuting criminals here in lane county and how it might even change the process uh, instead of using grand jury um, to determine if they're going to charge somebody they they may go to what they call preliminary hearings in front of a judge um, which is a little bit different um, and, and, uh, you know, is not as protective as witnesses as the grand jury process is, which when you think about domestic violence situations and maybe gang-related crime, the ability for a witness to come back and talk to a potential, um, you know, person that might be indicted and charged um, and be able to say, oh, I didn't tell them anything, even though they may have told us something and be credible. Uh, A preliminary hearing is a very public affair. In fact, the way preliminary hearings work is the defense and the accused are actually there at the hearing. So a witness can't say I didn't say that. I didn't give that evidence Um, and you can imagine for a gang member. How difficult that would be. So if you want to hear about grand jury recordation and some of those impacts, go back and listen to the Bo's Nose Show from June 14th and you can hear all about that. And if you're really interested in um, how um, victims of child abuse, uh, physical, and Neglect and criminal neglect and sexual abuse and child um, children that have been witnessed to violent crime uh, are are dealt with here in Lane County. Go back and listen to last week's conversation from June 21st. Uh, Susan Lopez with Kids First. That's the um, nonprofit agency that that deals with uh, investigating. Um, and advocating for children that have been victims of crime and witnesses to crime. And a pretty amazing agency uh, living on grants and some private donations. They've got a great um, uh, fundraiser coming up at the end of uh, July called Wine-Tasia out at Sylvan Ridge. Uh, If you go to uh, kidsfirstcenter.net, which is their website you can find out all about it but um, pretty amazing group of people and talking with susan last week that that deal with a really tough situation of talking to these child victims and getting them to be comfortable enough in a setting that they they've set up at their facility That's uh welcoming and warm enough that allows the children to relax and then tell the the that difficult story they have to tell of what happened um to them and and then be able to do that and capture that on you know on videotape and and witnessed uh in a way that it can can be utilized in a court proceeding if necessary um you know it to deal with the approximately 700 victims a year they deal with. um, That would be an overwhelming thing for me to try to do. Um, I I don't know if I could I could handle that, but really great conversation we had last week. So the last two shows have really been um, single subject shows in a way where we talked all about the DA's office for a whole hour and we talked all about kids first for a whole hour. Here we are. Uh, free for all day. It can be about whatever you want to talk about. So dial in at 646-721-9887 and just press 1 and uh, you can control the topic for today. You know, I've already talked about land swaps and Envision Eugene and uh, affordable housing. Uh, You know, we can get into other issues uh, around it. You know, we can get into national politics or uh, We can go as as local as you want to go as to, you know, what's happening in your neighborhood or 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 anything like that. Um, Just simply call in at 646-721-9887 and press 1 and we'll get you on the Bo's Nose show here and. uh, You can control the topic. So speaking of uh, national politics, uh, been a Kind of interesting couple of weeks because we haven't had a chance to talk about national politics for a while it seems like um the whole uh russian collusion thing is kind of falling apart as 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 every day goes on whether there was any real collusion between the trump administration and the russians to try and um hack the election so to speak um it's interesting that uh, there was testimony last week that the Obama administration was actually aware of russian hacking and attempts to hack um, into election um, systems around the country in various states and never went public with that information uh, and and didn't do a whole lot about it uh, at that time so you know if, if there's it was kind of an interesting disclosure at, at a public hearing last week. And then, uh, you know, also on the national side, if you want to talk about it has been the, the, the next attempt to uh, reform the Affordable Care Act known as Obamacare that the Senate started throwing their hat and ring after we got the uh, Ryan care out of the House of Representatives. Um, now there's the McConnell care that's coming out of the Senate and unfortunately i don't think mitch counted his votes before he put it out there because he had had, had enough um, of uh republican senators that were in support of the proposal that he couldn't bring it to a, to the floor for a vote um so who knows what's going to happen there in washington dc but it has a lot of impact here in in lane county because A lot of the funding right now for some of the services we provide here in Lane County, um, whether you like Obamacare or don't like it, it has changed how we are reimbursed by the federal government, particularly for um, behavioral health services and for addiction treatment, which was not eligible, addiction treatment in particular, was not eligible for reimbursement um, from Medicaid um, prior to um, the Affordable Care Act. And that those changes have actually made, uh, extended our ability to do addiction treatment here in Lane County where our dollars are going much further because we're getting part of our money reimbursed from the federal government. So we've actually been able to expand a lot of our behavioral health and addiction treatment programs here in Lane County under the Affordable Care Act. At the same time of of, um, expanding our uh, federally qualified health community health clinics, where we're actually uh, uh, providing primary care to um, thousands of Lane County citizens now under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, So changes there could have major impacts to how we provide services here in Lane County, positive Mm -hmm. and negatively. Um, So it's something to keep an eye on what happens in DC uh, does matter because it does have a trickle down effect to here locally, just like what happens in Salem matters as we're hearing as recently as this morning that it looks like we might finally get a transportation package out of. uh, The capital up there uh, that some of the final roadblocks are kind of being pushed aside and there's there's things happening and uh, at least as of about lunchtime, I was hearing uh, folks being, you know, pretty optimistic about the passage of a transportation package, which uh, has real impact to Lane County. Uh, it may not be as big as they originally envisioned, but it will provide a revenue stream that Lane County lost when we lost our federal timber harvest payments um, because of the it out, and then ultimately the end of Secure Rural Schools Act. Um, that half of that money went into our road fund, and it's what enabled Lane County to build and maintain a $6 billion road system here in Lane County. And unfortunately, we're not, you know, it's in good condition today. We just had a performance audit done of our road maintenance program and our road systems. But what the performance audit found was our roads are bridges are in great condition today, but we are not investing at a rate high enough to maintain them in that condition. They are going to deteriorate over the next several years and in fact deteriorate to the point where they're going to cost much more in deferred maintenance and rehabilitation than they would cost just to maintain if we had the revenue today. So if that package does pass and we get that additional revenue. It will allow us to do things like chip seal and overlay, and fog seal, and um, you know resurface bridge decks and paint bridges, and and various things that that keep those roads maintained at a cost that's like a dollar per square foot versus reconstructing roads at like twelve dollars a square foot. Um, it it's a, a, a just would be great for Lane County to replace that federal forest revenue with this new um, state uh, revenue that is envisioned in the transportation package. It's unfortunate we have to go to that when we have all this land in the uh, Oregon and California Railroad lands that are being held by the federal government um, in to the benefit of the counties, supposedly, that's not being logged right now. Uh, because of endangered species issues uh, and that lack of logging is why we don't have that timber revenue coming in that would avoid having to go to uh, higher gas taxes and vehicle registration fees and everything else that the transportation package envisions to bring in the money necessary to maintain an asset that was built on timber harvest money. Uh, timber harvest money used to far outweigh local, uh, state, and local gas tax um, revenues into our road fund. It used to be about twice that amount, and now it's uh, a small fraction of that. And uh, this new uh, transportation package will replace a good portion of those lost timber funds—not not all of them. We won't be back in Fat City, but it'll at least allow Lane County to maintain our road system. Uh, in a way, we're not going to, you know, be building a huge unfunded liability in uh, road reconstruction costs. Have enough unfunded liabilities in PERS. Um, we don't need to add one in our road system. So, again, this is the Bo's nose show and it is a free-for-all day and we still got about eight minutes left in the show seven or eight minutes so there's plenty of time for somebody to jump in with a question at 646-721-9887 just press one and that will get you in on the conversation and uh we can talk about what you want to talk about instead of stuff that i'm just bringing up uh out of thin air here whether it's from washington dc salem uh, or here locally uh, at at the public service building of lane county No, people realize but down here where harris hall and uh, the county offices are is referred to as the psb the public service building Uh, because that's what we're here for is to serve the public and uh, that's what i'm here for that's why i do this radio show uh, why i have facebook pages why i try and make myself available to everyone uh and and why I'm doing a telephone town hall tonight. It's one of the reasons why I, I even give out my cell phone number and I'll give it out here right now. If people want to write it down, it's 541-953-6555. If you want to call me personally after the radio show with a question or comment, you know, because some people may not want to ask their question publicly. You can also get a hold of me by email the links are on the, the county website page for my commissioner page um, you can get a hold of me on facebook if you type in jay bozovich on facebook i'm the only jay bozovich on facebook in fact i'm one of about four bozoviches on facebook <laughs> period
0: how do you spell that uh
1: b-o-z-i-e v as in victor i-c-h um, and <laughs> And I'm easy to find. Also, uh, if you put in West Lane County, uh, you'll get my commissioner's page, um, which is another way you can uh, you know, message me on my, my commissioner's page. If you get to my personal Facebook page, you can see photos of my poodles and me kayaking and things like that. Um, you know, flowers in my garden, you know, all the usual stuff people put on their personal Facebook pages. But I also maintain a commissioners page where I like to try and post links to um, news and happenings for the county. Like yesterday, I posted a link to the uh, press release on the land deal uh, between the city and the county, and I've posted many other um, much information there. Like uh, and particularly when there's something major going on in Lane County. Last year. Uh, we had a fire uh, in my district going on off a high pass road uh, near Junction City in Cheshire and I uh, posted updates that I was receiving from um, the uh, Oregon Department of Forestry that was in command of that firefighting effort um, onto that page so if people wanted to find out what was happening with that fire they could have just kept track of my Facebook page there. I was you know, providing regular updates as I got them uh, by email directly from ODF uh, as being an elected official and then putting them back out there so everybody knew that and I, I've done that another during the ice storm, in fact, as I got updates from EPUD and other agencies like eWeb, um, I was posting updates on my Facebook pages. So that's one of the ways I like to try and provide information out to the constituents. This radio show is another way. Um, and again, you can always just call me on my cell phone uh, or email me, I'll try and be available. And tonight I'm trying something a little bit new. I'm gonna do a telephone town hall starting at about 645 tonight. So if your phone rings and you get a recorded message from your West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich, hang on the line and you're going to be connected into a telephone town hall where I'm going to be talking about uh, the budget, which is one of the reasons why I'm not talking about it in my show today, because I don't want to steal my own thunder. Because. <laughs> We talked about a little bit a couple of shows back about probably about a month back but uh tonight's telephone town hall I'm gonna go into a little bit of detail on the budget and uh offer folks an opportunity to ask questions about our budget and uh there's an interesting feature of doing a telephone town hall. I'll be able to ask poll questions and you'll be able to respond using uh you know your keypad on your phone you know a a one for yes and a two for no or uh, a one for public safety, a two for human services, a three for social services, a four, you know, that that sort of thing. So I'll be asking a couple poll questions during the telephone town hall also to get your feedback in a different way. So um, opportunity to connect uh, abounds with your Lane County Commissioner because that's uh, one of the things I try and do is I am your representative on Lane County's government. You know, we are your elected legislative and administrative body for the county and uh, i need to know what my constituents are thinking or i can't serve them so i'm trying my best to provide as many ways for you to get your thoughts to me and uh,
0: if i can jump in for just a second sure uh, because the we're going to have the independence day uh, coming up before our next broadcast and so it's uh, think just a quick mention about
1: in, the Independence
0: Day, why we're celebrating it, et cetera, and to push people to be safe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, yeah, fire season has begun. It has been declared in Lane County by the uh, Oregon Department of Forestry and the, the fire agencies. So, so um, please be careful with fireworks and know that they're actually not allowed out in the uh, forest zones uh you know try and do that stuff over pavement you know if you have to go to your local school parking lot or something like that uh to find a paved surface to do it on or uh you know a cul-de-sac or something um that's the best safest place if it's your own better yet go to display from a professional the the fireworks are bigger better and louder Uh, and sometimes you don't even have to pay to see those because i know I, i you know when i lived in uh the River Road, Santa Clara area, I can see the uh, fireworks nightly from the uh, the uh, Eugene Pro Rodeo grounds out there uh, north of Santa Clara, free from my house, so. Uh, <laughs> that lots of ways to celebrate, but it is Independence Day and folks really ought to remember that, that it's not just about having picnics and everything. We declared our independence from England on July 4th, and it was because the government of England was not representing us. And uh, we felt that we needed representation. And that's what I am, as your representative government. So I'll be celebrating July 4th also, knowing I am your representative. So thank you for listening to the Bo's Nose Show today. Have a safe and happy Independence Day. And we'll talk to you next week on the Bo's Nose Show.